0: yeah that's what well i sat there thinking to myself well what what's taking this knucklehead so long that has been a lot more you know than two minutes so i picked up the phone and looked and it's like wow you sent me messages i never even got an alarm that you sent messages so all right well we're on now so that's good well there you go there you go so what did you want to talk about it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> oh uh
1: it doesn't matter, but I got all kinds of things I'd love to talk about.
0: Okay. All right. Well, you ready to get started? You just want to jump
1: into it or what? Yeah, we can jump into it. I guess everybody knows Matthew Miller.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They should. Oh, <laughs> gosh.
0: <laughs> yeah, they should. All right. Well, let's get into it. What do you want to talk about?
1: All right. Well, let's see. Uh, one of the... I've been talking... You know, I got all kinds of friends. They were on most of the different uh you know politics or you know liberal or progressive or conservative and uh so some of them are like you know it's time we gotta go to have a civil war for revolution and they're like what do you think and i'm like well i'm i i do not know i'm a jesus guy i gotta go with what he says and i'm just giving a hug i don't know i'm not shooting anybody or hunting anybody down because uh their opinions different than mine and you know and i'm there you know wanting to punch people these days and i'm like you know i don't i don't know i don't think that's in the words in red that i'm familiar with i'm sure other parts of the bible can take me that way but i was like you know what i bet matthew miller could probably help me with that
0: well you're absolutely right i certainly can and no that's nowhere in the red red letters as you're referring to uh that's not there and that's not what christians do that's that's not what we do we don't we're not going to hunt anybody now just to make sure that all of god's children knows that God puts a fair warning right there in the prophetic narrative. He says, whoever lives by the sword will die by the sword. So this is a guarantee. If we are in the end times and you're picking up your weapon to go hunt somebody, it is you who will be hunted. And the one whom God puts in control, I know nobody's wanting to hear this, but the Bible loudly declares, it loudly declares that the beast and this whole system, that's God. That's God himself. That's his axe. He picks up his axe. He calls this Assyrian that we're going to get in the end times. That's his axe. So when God tells his children, do not pick up the sword. If you do, you are doomed. You, you are going to get the short end of that stick. Now, there's, there's no part in... Not just the red letters, but there's no part in the New Testament that would ever tell us that we should, you know, put our dukes up and go beat people into Christianity. That's, no, it never says that. It never will say that. So, whenever you hear people talking that way, and I understand where they're coming from. I understand that things are being revealed, you know, just even... This very month, you know, we had um, this tape released that was of President Nixon way back in the day. And I heard this audio today. He was speaking with the then director of the CIA, and he said that he knew, basically he was saying he knew that the CIA was involved in killing President Kennedy. So these types of things are just flooding across the news networks right now. Everybody knows that this thing is so corrupt; it can't be saved.
1: Well, I don't know. If <clears throat> some people believe that, and some are think they can. You know, I like I was talking with one of my friends. He's like, "Well, what are we going to do?" When I tell him that, you know, I'm like, "Man, I just got to tell them I love them. Ask them if they know who Jesus is. That's my thing." And I was like, "We well, go do what." Barack Obama did go knock on doors and start talking to people and get them to vote for you. I
2: was like, well, that be... what's that?
0: Well, wouldn't that be nice? You see, that's 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 the real problem we're talking about here is people, they're at that point that they realize that voting really isn't going to help anybody. I mean, this is this is in the public news, too. I mean, we have certain pockets, certain states that have already proved this, that really you voting isn't going to help the situation. It's so bad. You know, we have big, big ministries now, and, and some of them are I am personal friends with, for example, L.A. Marzulli. Now unfortunately I've had to step away from LA Marzuli because he is inciting to riot. Now I'm not I'm not saying that based on hearsay. Somebody sent me a message saying, "Hey, LA is inciting to riot." So I went and I listened to him myself. And I listened to programs until I got a third witness. Because the first time he might have been emotional and he needs to to apologize for that. The second time, you know, he might have been emotional, but by the third time, L.A. knew what he was doing. And he was stating this. And I heard him say this repeatedly. He said. Basically, voting doesn't matter anymore. We have to take the country back. Now, that is illegal. That is a statement inciting to riot. You can't incite people to riot. That's illegal. And we're Christians. We don't operate in an unlawful state. So I understand that that people are feeling that way, that they feel that it's hopeless, that there's no reason to vote. Uh, there's so much voting fraud. I mean, there's electronic machines. I mean, we know what works. I mean. We didn't know what worked before last year or before 2020 or before 2016. No, we knew what worked for hundreds of years, didn't we? We knew that you write down who you're voting for, you put it in the ballot box, and then 10, 20 people count those votes, right? We know that works. We know that. We know that any type of electronic voting machine, of course it can be hacked. Of course it can be. You cannot hack my vote that I signed my name to with my driver's license when I presented it to vote. You can't hack that, can you? No. So everybody knows this in their gut that really this is too far down the road, but that doesn't mean that two wrongs make a right. It, yes. It never does. It it never does. Two wrongs do not make a right. I don't care what's going on outside my door. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care if they're looting, if they're pillaging. That's not what I do. I'm a Christian. I follow Christ. That's not what I do. I don't ever do that. I don't I don't ever do that. And if I do do that i am outside of god's good graces and you can fully expect him not to take care of you from that point forward I well i have
1: right. i have made uh, a suggestion of course i've called for you know prayer i was like can you imagine all you know 10 million christians praying for the same thing or i was like can, mm-hmm. i was like but we can't even get a Christians to agree. I was like, so what? you know how about we go down to the city hall, Ten thousand people in the community, Don't carry a sign. Don't say anything. All you got to do is stand there and be quiet. Those people in that building know what they're doing is wrong. You you don't have to tell them, you know. but of course, I don't see that happening, but I've made that suggestion many times in the last couple of
2: years. And
0: got nothing but crickets for response, right?
2: Yeah, of course.
0: Well, because you're going to have to get the organized church together, and that's never going to happen. Now, unfortunately, now, the people sitting in the pews, they'll do it. But what you're really talking about is all the preachers would have to agree to get their congregation down there and act civilly, right? So that's really the problem. The Christians will do it. It's the clergy. It's the apostate clergy that's not going to help you. Thank you. <laughs> now, I'm sorry that I have to be that pointed. I I really am sorry, but it is the truth because I am in the clergy. I am a teacher of God's word. So I'm qualified to say what I'm saying. I know this grossly to be the case. I mean grossly to be the case that most of the preachers today they are not in this game to save souls for Jesus Christ. That's why they're in this game. They're in this game so that they could go, so that they can vacation in the Bahamas. That's why they're in this game. They're in this game to drive a nice car they're in this game too, yada, 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 yada. The whole problem is, is this is not a game at all. So, you know, it, it shouldn't surprise anybody that if you were to visit the Catholic church down the street, most of the people in the, in the puce, they're Christians. You go to the Presbyterian church down the street, a lot of those people in the puce, they're Christians. It's this organized syndicate we got going on. And I don't have a problem saying that, because I have bore witness to this. I have bore witness to massive laundering going on with the church as the vehicle, and I'll qualify that. I mean, i don't I don't have a problem with it. I can give you a plain example of this is what was being done. The wealthy people in the church were paying their tithe, and then twice a year, they went on a cruise. Now, they would always say that this cruise was a missionary trip. So the church would pay for all these people to go to, let us say, um, Rome, let us say, Italy, Venice. And they would lie to the IRS and say that this was a missionary trip when it wasn't. Really, what it was is all these people paid their tithe to the church and then they got that money taken 10% off their taxes at the end of the year but they also got to go on two cruises so i i i'm i'm not making this up i can take you to the people who do this i know their names i've <laughs> i've ate at their table before so i'm qualified to point my finger At where the problem lies, this has become a criminal syndicate as far as the clergy is concerned. And I don't think I know. Like I said, I witnessed it. Now, I know that bothers people that, that they think, well, I'm insinuating that, you know, cheating on your taxes and lying to the federal government, that's not a sin. Yes, it is. Lying is a sin. I don't give a flying rip if you're a Baptist. I don't care if you're a Methodist. Lying is a sin. And committing fraud, even against the U- United States government or the IRS, that is a sin.
1: <laughs> now, do you and think the— a, uh, I, w- I was wondering if the travel agent was a uh, part of the congregation.
0: Yes. Yes. You, actually, they had two travel agents in that particular <laughs> congregation.
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah, but was- they also
0: had they also had a lot of other things like insurance agents. I mean, I could I could go on and on. Of course, they had three <laughs> three financial advisors in the congregation, and that's what they were taking their tithe money and I'm going to say this and it's going to upset you, but it's the truth. There were basically about 17-20 wealthy people running this church and the other people had no idea that they were pooling their tithe money and investing in the stock market and then and then claiming a return through the church now look for this thing michael himself should have took out his sword and mowed these people down but i know that it was because of god's children that was sitting in the pews that had no idea this kind of criminal activity was going on, they had no idea. So uh, (laughs) I am for certain this is the only reason why, you know, the Archangel Michael didn't mow this church down because, because of the innocent people there that didn't know, but people need to realize that this is going on in almost every single church uh, that has means and you know them you 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 go look at the parking lot on on Sunday morning and there's Cadillacs there's Bentleys there BMWs those churches
2: now right
1: I, I recall it's been a few years back maybe 15 when I started seeing cameras going up on church and churches and trespassers will be prosecuted and I'm like how can you be trespassing at a church? I mean I get how you can, but it seems like you know they should always be kind of open for people.
0: And they they were back in the 70s, weren't they?
1: Yes, there was always somebody you walk family? into any
0: door yes, and walk right in. You could and, walk to any church, walk right in and of course at least the pastor was there, if not the secretary and the music minister would be there, would be there practicing every single church. Yes, yes, that is the way it used to be. You could walk right in a church, walk right up to the altar, and whoever was there would come and pray with you.
1: Yeah, and yes. parking, on, parking is illegal now, and they <laughs> they will have you towed if you're not, I'm like, wow, that's not very
0: Christian. Well, that, that is hostile to the gospel. That's that's worse than not being a Christian. If if you're towing somebody's car that's lost and they are looking to be saved, the only place they can be saved is to come to that church ground. That's what they think in their mind. And if you would tow their car, that is absolutely antichrist. That's antichrist. That's the opposite of the gospel.
1: And it seems like there's an awful lot of Antichrist around. There's people that know Jesus and they've turned their back right on him and gone the other way.
0: Yes, they absolutely have turned from Christianity and they've become crusaders. There's no doubt about it. Now, yeah. now, a lot of them are crusaders for different things, but that's irrelevant, isn't it? Either you're for the gospel of Jesus Christ, or you're not. It's one or the other.
2: Amen.
1: And I, I was uh, talking with uh, Dr. Future, Michael Bennett,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, he wrote a book and uh, he doesn't say a whole lot much. My I haven't read it all, but what I've gathered, he says a, a, a lot in agreement with what you're just saying, and he's really turned off all his old people. All his old friends that were part of the whole, you know, and he started a lot of those people off at one point or another.
2: Yes, he did.
1: And then they, have you know, he said they have turned her back on him. Because they don't like the way he says things, kind of, I guess, how you're saying it. They Sometimes they don't like it truth. Of course they don't.
2: Of course they don't, but
0: that's too bad. Um, Mike Bennett has, boy, that's, that's, well, for one thing, I know the church he started in. I know where he went. I know which denomination he was a part of. And that's very sad that he actually got up, started speaking the truth, and the very people that he thought was his friends turned right around and went rabid on him. Because that's what a crusader will always do. A crusader will prance around, and they will masquerade as a Christian. But if you oppose what they're saying, you will quickly come to an understanding. They're not a Christian. They're a crusader. And they'll bleed you dry. Oh, yeah. Well, and
1: that's when... um... You know, you get a lot of people talk about Ephesians 6, 12. And then I like to remind them the Ephesians 6, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. And, you know, let them know. I'm like, look at all of our, our weapons that we have, our armor of God, the truth, peace, everything we need right there. We got it covered. Yes, we do. They, yes, we do. They just seem to forget. I'm like, man, we well, really, when you look at it, you're, you're a Jedi. <laughs> All you got to do is stand there with a little bit of faith and then you'd be surprised. I'm like, I've gone my whole life standing up, you know, like when I was in the military, I would have been the best soldier ever if I could have kept my mouth shut. But guess what?
0: <laughs> you had a trouble locking your knees, huh? <laughs> Well, me too. People just
1: uh and that is why I came along with bad dog. As you know, I I recommend, you know, not literally but figuratively to you know bite the hand that feed you. These people feeding you this stuff they're being bad. You don't have to take it. You know, we have discernment. We use it.
2: That's right. We have discernment,
0: use it. I mean, that's not a very hard equation to solve, is it? I mean, that doesn't take a rocket scientist degree, does it? You have no. discernment. Use it.
1: There you go. That gives you a lot of power. You can look right at somebody when they're looking at you right in the eye and you'll know whether or not they're lying. <laughs> yes.
0: Lock them down. Don't be cowardly. Lock their eyes and you will see what they are very quickly. Because most people, most people will bat their eyes, they'll look down, they know they're lying, they know they're not a Christian, the Holy Spirit will not let them keep eye contact with you, they can't do it. So, you know, the Holy Spirit really does empower us to keep going, no matter what. And people are just so afraid to just stand up.
2: Lock your knees.
0: And say no. And say no. No, 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 that ain't right. No, we ain't going there. No, we're not. You have to get up and lock your knees and just stand right there. But you're right. It's amazing how many people just... I don't know. They just won't do it, and I don't know why.
2: Uh, They're scared. That's the only thing I can think of. You know, there's only a few people that, say I was
1: around when I was young till now, that has really stayed on the same line as me, let's say. Like, you know, I've had some of my friends, one of them in particular, his political views and the things he was saying a couple of years ago, I was like, well, man, I'll tell you what, I don't, you know, we had the same teachers. We had the same friends, played on the same football, basketball, baseball teams our whole lives. And I know that your mama would slap your face as she heard you say what you just said. <laughs> and he looked at me and he's like, you know what? You're right. She would. I'm like, you all know.
0: And you want to know why she would? I'll tell you why. Because when you love Christ, you won't put up with that crap from your loved ones because you love them. And look. If you're ever at my supper table and I say something accordingly that my mother would slap my mouth for, I expect you to slap it, too. And that's just the way it is. Why have people laid down, rolled over, and played dead? I don't know, but I am telling you this truthfully. If you ever come to my house and you sit at my table and you hear any crap come out of my mouth that is not Christ-like, do exactly what my mama would do and bat me down. Bat me down. I do not want to intentionally shame the name of Jesus. And if you speak with a vile mouth, you're shaming Christ's name. And, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that's exactly what somebody would have done. They would have shut you up and shut you down. Hey, man, what would your mother do if she heard you talking like that? (laughs) <laughs> but they won't do it. Everybody just sits there with their tails between their legs and just. And I don't know why.
1: Yeah, this uh, last two years have been
2: eye
1: opening. And and people are, of course, you know, this is the end times. I'm like, well, man, it's it's been the end times for 2000 years right now. And. Uh, I imagine we've gone through several end times, but things happen, and, you know, we could be in it right now. I was like, but, the, you know, I know we're losing battles, you might think. I was like, but the war was won when Jesus died and rose. I'm like, That's really right. We were
0: already winners. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Winning is a foregone conclusion. We have already won because he got up. Oh, they put him down. Make no mistakes about it. They put him down only because he told them they were going to put him down. And then guess what? He took himself back up. This is a foregone conclusion. There is no ifs in this equations. Christ will and does have his kingdom. So, you know, this is really what it comes down to that I guess people have forgotten this you got one of two options. You can either die forever or live forever. And since how we are in the salvation of Christ, we're going to live forever. So what does all this matter? What What are you going to do to me? Tickle me? Look, this is going to come as a shock to you, but I've had three doctors tell me You should be dead because I was dead three times and here I am. Yay. (laughs) And I'm here to tell you that I'm going to tell you when I'm going to die. The Lord Jesus Christ has already put the expiration date on my birth certificate. But guess what? I am going to live forever and you can take that to the bank. So there you go. So how I enter my rest, that's the only thing that remains to be seen. And I guarantee you this, I'm not going to enter my rest having laid down, rolled over, and given up. That's that's not going to happen. Now, now look, we're, we've been talking about inside the church, right? Well, let, let me tell you a story. Unfortunately, I was part of a congregation, was a member of the congregation that they had hired a new music minister that obviously was not a Christian. When I found out the situation, I did exactly what's coming out of my mouth. I stood up. I said, no, no, you're not. I looked down. I told my wife, I said, go get the children. And everybody's in a state of shock. Well, surely Matthew's not going to walk out. Here come Rachel with my four kids. And guess what? We walked
2: right right down the middle aisle. So
0: what I'm talking about, I haven't done before. And that's not the only time I did it. I did it again at a different church. <laughs> again, when a similar thing had happened, they had voted to hire a new pastor that obviously was not a Christian. So guess what I did? Right in the middle of the um, the district superintendent speech, I stood up and said, no. No, they ain't going to be my pastor. And I, once again, I told Rachel, go get the kids. And I stood up. I didn't sit back down. I stood up, waited for Rachel to go back to the Sunday school classrooms, get my kids, come up. And we walked right down the center. I so I did this more than once. And I just don't understand why people from our generation, I, I, I I don't know where they came from because this is how you and I were raised. I mean, if something wasn't right, you got up and said, no, I don't think so. I mean, and I don't know if this generation has just not been taught to fear God, I guess.
1: I don't think so. They uh, they fear the government and they fear uh, what people may think of them. And I I don't know. <clears throat> I'm I'm like uh, you need to uh, <laughs> get right. But I I, I like to stay on my friends and a lot of my text them, I'm texting, you know, every morning. You know, keep them going. You know, with just <coughs> hellos and and little things like that, so we can all kind of stay together, right? Them, you know, I guess uh, some people can't stand alone, like me. I think like my whole name. I remember looking it up, and at uh, Bentley Craig Meadows. When you get down into the meaning of it all, is you know, it's somebody something alone like a rock in a field (laughs) (laughs) in the grass and and you know sometimes that's what i feel like a rock in a field dealing with people
2: like i'm not moving i'm not moving nor should you
0: you know and 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 we need to remember that you know, Jesus warned everybody. He said, "You better not shut him up, or the rocks will cry out." Well, how about
1: they got that new? Um, oh, that new telescope. Uh, the was it the James Telescope? Says so they can. I have a friend of mine who grew up with me, Christian, and he's saying that they can. Take this telescope and point at the pillars of the uh, of, uh, creation. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm familiar with it. And he's like, no, they're like, it's making things. And they said they can look right back to where God is, you know, at that moment. I'm like, really? Like, really? Wow. <laughs> I was like, well, can okay. See
0: all the way to the beginning, huh?
1: Yeah. With this awesome. uh, James Webb telescope. That's it and he's like and they spotted more uh these seven planets around this one red dwarf that could all have life on it what do you think about that i'm like i don't care he's like well he's like you said that there's no one out there and i'm like no i've never said that i said that you know those seven planets around that red dwarf have to be right there for us to be right here alive everything that we see out there has to be exactly where it is so we can be here that's how special i think this planet and we are i was like but yeah there could be other things out there i don't know like i'm not god he could have all kinds of planets i don't know not but it wouldn't matter to me anyway if he did
0: and you know what it's none of your business it's his (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah I'm like I don't care I,
0: I, mean, I mean I know I, and I absolutely agree with you and I've said that before and it's upset people I don't care I mean look the Lord he's God okay and you know what that means that means he can do whatever he wants to do so I mean I, <laughs> I, I, it blows me away how for some reason people think that God is not allowed to do whatever God wants to do. And if he wants to, I mean, I like roses, don't you? Love them. Okay, so what if God out there, you know, every time that he's just ready just to mow us down, because, I mean, let's be honest, we must tick him second by second, right? So what is to say that he don't have a planet out there that the only form of life on it is roses, and it's just a rose garden. Do you know what? He can do that. You want to know why? He's God. and i don't I don't have a problem with it, do you?
1: No, no. and and another thing, he was my friend <laughs> and this kind of I think I may have showed him the light, pardon the pun, once I talk about this, because he was talking about he's like, well, how was it? um he said that you know there was light and i'm like no god created light I was like everything was dark i'm gonna imagine then you know he said let there be light and i was like and then you know there was light and it is so i was like so you you're seeing the light that he spoke into existence way back when i guess you know we're still talking about that this james webb and I was mm-hmm. like in that, I was like, in that little bit of light that you can see with that telescope, I was like, I believe it's in every single one of us. That little bit of light, just when God spoke, let there be light, I was like, it's in me, it's in you. I was like, so this little light of mine,
0: I'm gonna let it I'm shine. I'm gonna out. let it shine. <laughs> this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I
1: was like, Amen. so okay, yeah, he spoke it into existence right there. I was like, I don't know what was here before. We do not talk about it. (laughs) You know, I don't know. (laughs) You know why?
0: Because it's probably none of your business, right? Yeah.
1: I was like, there's all kinds of things.
0: There's all kinds of things he just didn't tell you. Like, But all I do right now
1: is worry about words in red, basically, the the New Testament. But I usually like to nail people down. I was like, now, can you show me in the words in red? where that is.
0: <laughs> you don't even have to go well, through the insane. whole
1: Bible just right here.
0: Just the red. Just the red. <laughs> Amen. And you can. Everything you need to know is in red. That's a fact. You you yep. really don't need to know anything else. I mean, yes, I do know everything else. But, I mean, no, make no mistakes about it. I know Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, number. But guess what? Everything you need is in the red letters. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, it is.
1: And because of you and listening to you, I've I've learned to look at all of them differently now. To see the layers of the Bible, I guess. That's the way I like to look at it. There's a little layers there you got to be able to see too. People That's do right. like to get stuck on one verse sometimes. <laughs> they just can't help themselves. I'm like, I'm really proud that you remembered that. But,
0: <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, man, And, you know, when I was six, seven years old, I got stuck on one verse every single week, right? Because back then we had our memory verses for the week, right? Right. Just like, look, you know what's one of the most important things I know? And look, I know advanced physics, I know I know astronomy, I know advanced mathematics, but guess what? The one thing you can't take from me is Jesus loves me, man. I don't care if 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 I go senile, if I get Alzheimer's, I'm telling you, I will enter the kingdom of heaven singing, "Jesus loves me, this I know for the Bible tells me so you can't take it from me you can't take it from me
1: and and you know that right there is my number one weapon (laughs) with the the we'll call it the liberals it's just saying that those jesus loves you they hate that like the other day absolutely i posted a thing about ashley babbitt was the only one who died and then i wrote truth underneath it So I had some random girl, not my friend, not friends of any of my friends, found that (laughs) and and commented that that was a uh, great video of her and, um, you know, to watch her die like that, that I I should go check it out. And uh, I was like, well, I'm not really into watching videos of people killing other people, but Oh, well, but first I told her, um, Jesus loves you. And then she made some other comment. And that was when I came back with the, you know, I I don't want to watch that. But since you like that, I hear there's a video of a boy named Kyle Rittenhouse who shot some people that you might find hilarious.
0: (laughs) She didn't like that at all. Boy, she didn't like that at all. I bet she come unglued on you on that one.
1: <laughs> well and then she told me to go google better better comebacks i'm like okay, wow. then okay. I, said something I probably shouldn't have i told her that her words touched my private parts it,
0: <laughs> what on earth did you say that for just
1: uh i don't know offender, her I, I suppose but i was like You know, I I know I probably shouldn't be that way, but I try not to say anything too foul, but I guess that might
0: have stepped over the line. Yeah, whenever you talk talk about, well, I mean, when anybody talks about genitalia in public, you you should probably figure out that might be wrong. That's probably wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But at least I did, you know, get her offended, and, and you know, and I, I talked to Jesus a little later about all that, and I'm like, I don't know, I get carried away, gotta help me out here.
0: Well, because, guess what, you're not Jesus, that means you're not perfect, so... That's part of, that's part of being able to stand up, I mean... You can't stand up if you can't admit when you're wrong and you don't acknowledge when you're wrong and do something about it. I mean, that is half of being able to stand up is knowing when you've fallen down so you can get back up. Well, and how about this? I just was... I haven't
1: got to uh, look at... find this factually, but I was listening to... uh, Oh... I can't remember who it is now, but they were talking about the uh, internal monologue that people have, and that I always assumed other people had in in my lifetime, and actually in over my life, I've seen a couple people that didn't, they looked at me funny, but you know how you reason things out in your head, but they say that 50 to 70% of the people in America or today don't have an inner monologue. And I'm like, really? There's only 30% possibly walking around that can figure things out themselves and don't need to be told how to do things?
0: That's a scary thought, isn't it? Yeah, but it
1: made a little bit more sense out of what I'm seeing in the last two years. I'm like, have they just somehow all of a sudden lost that ability?
0: Wouldn't surprise me.
1: You know, like my little monologue with what I said to that girl, you know,
0: I'm like, uh, you know, probably shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Right, because, well, I mean, we have, we have by reason of conscience, the ability to repent for what we've done. And in order to do that, you must have your faculties, you must have that inner monologue. You have, I mean, it's. That is the medium through which the Holy Spirit communicates with you, is that inner monologue. And I've met quite a lot of people that now that you say that, boy, that makes a whole lot of sense as to why they were doing what they were doing. They okay. did not. <laughs> they're just doing. Yeah, <laughs> they're just doing. They're just, yeah, they're just doing. They're just doing it because that's what everybody else does.
2: Now, literally speaking,
0: these people, if they see or know that somebody's stealing, you know, nobody buys, uh, let's say, pencils. In their mind, if everybody they've ever known steals pencils, they don't buy them, they will steal pencils and never question themselves about whether it's right or wrong. Because, because, that is worked out in your inner monologue via the Holy Spirit over imprinting printing that monologue with emotions. That's how I know what's right and wrong. That's how you know what's right and wrong, because there was probably a time that you stole some bubble gum at the store, right? Of course, okay? And on your way home, you got to thinking about, you know, I can't let my mom find out. And then that gear started, started turning that, hey, this don't feel right. I know this was wrong. And by the time you got home, you knew full well what you had done was wrong and you probably should make restitution for it. Either return the gum because you can't do that. You chewed it up. So you're going to have to go tell your mom, hey, I need a dime to go pay for this bubble gum that I stole. So everybody needs to realize what we're talking about here. Look, this inner monologue is absolutely important because the Holy Spirit overlays emotions on top of that etern- in on top of that internal monologue to determine what is right and wrong. And if you can't do that, I don't know how you would be saved.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like I said,
1: I want to look more into that because I'm like, really? Is that true? <laughs> I was like, it does explain the last two years for sure, but is that really true? Hey,
0: like I said, if it is, that's scary. That's scary. But uh, you know what? You know what? Let's let's stroll down memory lane again. Let's go back to the seventies, man. Do you know what would have happened at my church if you'd have come to my church and told my pastor that he was not allowed to. Uh, hold Sunday services because the government said that we was on a quarantine for COVID nineteen. Guess what he would have done?
1: Had church.
0: I assure you, you would have never stopped him nor any single person that went to that church. No. You no. ain't God. Only God can tell me not to go to church. I'm like,
1: I'm like, this is America. And, yep. This is like I've said over and over. This is like one of the only times in history, and it might be the only time, is while America was a that someone like me could walk around and believe in Jesus and be safe. And nobody would do anything about it until now, of course, you know, like until in the now. 70s and the 80s. I. I didn't, when I was, I didn't even think about people being Jewish, <laughs> to be honest with you, in the seventies, you know, and I went to school nope. with all kinds, but you know what? They were all in the Christmas place. Of course, they weren't in my church, That's right. but I'm like, I, I remember a friend of mine later, I was like, well, we didn't grow up with anybody. There weren't any Jews with us. And he's like, well, what about Stein? And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he, when I mentioned off a few more and I was like, I never even thought about it.
0: That's because it wasn't important to you because you weren't a bigot, right? Right. I mean, I wasn't a bigot. That thought never crossed my mind. Look, it never crossed my mind when I went to school and I had some, you know, black kids in there or Mexican kids in there or Jewish kids. Do you know what they were to me? Hey, man, we're going to get together and play kickball. At recess, are you going to join us or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad I, I, I am from West
1: Virginia, and people expect me to be racist and whatnot. And I'm like, no, no. That, the way I was raised, the people I was around, we were all equal.
0: Yeah, it never crossed my mind that you were different than me. Hmm. It never crossed my mind. I'm like, yeah, you, you look different, but I look different than my sister, too. What? It it really never did. It never did. I never experienced that. I mean, and like I said, we had we had black kids in our school. We had, you know, Mexican kids. I, I, do you know I never had a con Look. I can mention one of my friends by name. His name was Chris Owsley. He was black. I never had a conversation with him about being black. Not ever. Now, look, man. I played kickball with him. I played basketball with him. I ran him into the ground when I played football with him. And guess what? I never had a conversation about him being different than me. He wasn't different than me. He was my friend. And look, and that, that reminds me something. There was another kid that we went to school with, his name, uh, <laughs> should I say this out loud? Boy, they're going to get mad at me if they hear this, but John Pate was also a buddy of ours. And there was on two different occasions that I whooped John Pate. Now, I'm not being facetious here. I whooped that boy because he ran his mouth to Chris Ausley. And John Pate was a white of a white boy. Blonde hair, blue-eyed. And yes, he is still my friend. And I'm telling you that twice, on two different occasions, I whooped him. Because he crossed the line with my friend Chris.
2: Been there, done that. <laughs> Here you
1: go. I had a uh, black friend I grew up with. <clears throat> and uh, never ever really thought about him being black until... I was in junior high school, and the football coach was like, oh, there's Stu. He's a black guy. He'll be able to do this. And I was like, well, hold on a second. Stu ain't black. And he's like, he was like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you think he is?
1: Well, and I was like, and I knew what he was thinking to begin with, you know, the coach. But I'm like, no, 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 no. Stu is the smartest one out here. He's not your. You know, you're a black guy that you're thinking is a black guy. This is Stu. Right. <laughs> right. He, he's not going to be the quarterback that's going to throw the ball and then go catch it himself. That's not going to happen with
0: him. And, you know, that that probably confused the coach, right?
1: No. Well, I think at the time he didn't believe me, and then he found out. You know, this is the guy that was voted most likely to succeed from high school. Like no, things not the athlete you're hoping for, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just it's crazy, you're right. You keep mentioning this about the past two years. You know, let's really ask ourselves this. Did something really happen in twenty twenty? Did did we cross the Rubicon because do you understand that we had a magnificent celestial event then? Now, I, I, you know, I'm going to say it, and people's going to start saying, "Oh, he's a heretic, but I, I really don't care. You're not qualified to call me anything, really. So just so everybody knows, everybody thinks that, as far as the New Agers are concerned, they think that we crossed into the age of Aquarius in 2020 because 2020 – Was the grand conjunction between Saturn and Jupiter, and it did take place around the vicinity of the galactic core. Now, when I say that, most people are like, Man, what are you talking about, man? I tell them, Go look it up. Go look up the grand conjunction Saturn and Jupiter. It was in 2020. All the New Agers, and they've been saying this for decades, this is when the Age of Aquarius started, was 2020, the Grand Conjunction. Yeah, it was. Because it was over the galactic core. Now, what's the galactic core? That's the center of the Milky Way, uh, the, the center of the Milky Way galaxy. The Grand Conjunction occurred right there in the rift. And... The New Agers think that time has been reset. Now, all this just happened to occur in 2020. And is it just me? Or should I add some more? Because on top of that, ladies and gentlemen, not only was it the Great Conjunction, not only was it over the Galactic Core, it was also on the Winter Solstice. now, Everybody knows that the Bible loudly declares this. God don't care what you think. He don't care if you set your alarm for six o'clock in the morning and your day starts at the morning. God don't care. God always said this. From the very first chapter, he stated this. There was evening and there was morning one day. God's time starts at night. So understand that not only did the grand conjunction occur over The the galactic core, it occurred on the winter solstice, would have been the perfect spot to reset time. And it's no secret that 2020, the world went crazy. I mean, I, I am right about that, right? You're not wrong. So you said this, not me. You said this at least twice. You said the past two years, right? So yes. Do, so do you think we've crossed the Rubicon or something? Do you think that we're in a different time? What's your thoughts? I, I think we are because
1: I am so out of place in the last two years that, you know, I wasn't raised to interact with these last two years. Not at all. There's nothing about the last two years that have been familiar. It's mm. I'm like, wow, uh, what is <laughs> you know? It's I, you know, I'm like, is it me? Is the the world hasn't gone mad? It must be me. I have, I am out of place now because you the tv of course i don't really watch tv I, I catch bits and pieces and clips here and there i don't sit down in front of and watch any of that to be honest with you except news clips i suppose or moments of it and uh you know the commercials are all different now uh, <clears throat> Not that I got a problem with gay people, but, you know, I wouldn't, I don't, who are all these gay people in these beautiful houses? <laughs> you know, I know some gay people and none of them are like that. Like, what is, what is that? It's like they are programming people for this is the norm now. And not that I have a problem with them. To be honest with you, I don't care what people do, you know, I'm not throwing the first stone at anybody, but I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to love them anyway, but I'm doing a lot more loving anymore
0: than anything, I suppose. Well, I, I understand your sentiments that since 2020, nothing is familiar. I, I understand what you mean what you're saying is is that they have indeed pulled off a great reset they have decided that what was normal is no longer normal and they're determining what is normal and that is obviously outside the biblical narrative
1: well i was talking at my example was a uh, the drag queen story hour mm-hmm. i was like that of course wouldn't happen you know uh, I'll mention, you know, my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Seitz, read the Chronicles of Narnia. And I thought that was the most wonderful thing. I was like, no, I've never sat down and had a drag queen read to me. (laughs) You know, I don't know. I was like, but that just did not happen. They were places for that. And I've known drag queens and being in somewhere around a bunch of kids reading the books... Was not a, anything they wanted to do at all. And of course that was like drag queens from the
0: 90s I suppose.
1: Were definitely different than the ones today.
0: <laughs> yeah something has. Well back in the 90s they had restraints. Now this was part and parcel with their ability to to be civil. Do you understand They would go to Thanksgiving dinner and be civil, and they wouldn't act or make anyone feel uncomfortable, right? Right. Nowadays, they don't. They have no restraints. They want you to feel uncomfortable. This is how they're undoing society. So anyway, we're at the top of the hour this is uh this A is time for hour us to... yeah we blew we blew through that hour man we did yeah
1: awesome i love i just love you matthew <laughs>
0: well I, I love you too
1: <laughs> and i knew that you were gonna let me know that I, I didn't need to be out beating anybody up and picking up guns and, and of course, like I said, my friends don't like hearing that.
0: Well, it's my responsibility to to tell you what Christ would do. And that's your job. You're supposed to tell these people what Christ would do. And you're right. If it's not in the red letters, you shouldn't be
2: doing it. So
0: there is no way, look, look, all of these people that you're finding offensive, because we've entered to this strange new world that, well, that's their intention, their intention to offend you. They might be gays to you, they might be uh, black people, they might be, you know, they might be Jews. That doesn't matter, people. The only way they're going to get saved is through you. You're the one interacting. If you don't act like Christ, they're doomed. Amen. So so these people who are offending you, you need to realize you are their probably only hope. If you don't treat them like Christ did, nobody will. And for Pete's sakes, you all know this. Everybody knows this. And it amazes me how they get upset about it, that Jesus absolutely leaves the flock to find out he wants to save that one. And you need to figure out that this person that's in front of you, that's offending you, for one reason or another, you're the one that's right there that can lead them to Christ. And this is the very one that he left your whole church
2: to go get. Amen. Amen.
0: All right. Well, it's time for me to jump off here. I had a blast. How about thank you?
1: you. I had a time of my life.
0: Well, we should do it again.
1: We gotta do it sooner. It's been a while. You
0: gotta do it. It has been a while. I it's
1: think I, I had you on—I I don't know, maybe my fourth, fifth show. I can't remember. I'm up to like two seventy something now.
0: Wow, good stuff. But you know, I like this impromptu stuff because this is how Christians learn how to be Christians. Because you realize this is what Christians should be doing, right? We should be getting together and hanging out and just just working out our salvation, right? We got to hammer it out.
2: Yes, got to, got to, got to remember who we are and it's okay. That's right.
0: All right, man. I had a blast.
1: Well, until next time,
0: I guess. All right. You be until you, baby. Time. I will be me. <laughs> you can take it to the bank. <laughs> All right, man. God bless. Godspeed. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.